All right, we're transitioning now um, to the portion of the service uh, where Steve is going to come share with us about autism. And Steve's going to share some of the statistics about autism. I, I read a statistic earlier this week that the prevalence of autism uh, between 2000 and 2010 um, jumped uh, by over 100%. Um, and autism is, is becoming more and more prevalent, and no one knows exactly why, um, but it's becoming more and more prevalent in our culture. So Steve's going to share with us a lot about that and w what it's been like for him uh, to, to be a, uh, a person who, who, um, has autism. Um, but before, before Steve shares, I just want to remind us where we're at in, in our series overcome. And that is that we're hearing stories from people in our body, um, vastly different in experience, vastly different in personality and gifting. Um, but the ultimate goal of this is to hear the story of Jesus in them. And so um, I'm not sure if you were here or not last week when, when our brother Josh shared, but it was an incredibly powerful time um, where the Lord just moved uh, in, in a really particularly special way. So um, just a few things to keep in mind. This is Steve's story, um, but we're listening for Jesus's story in Steve. So, so be listening for both of those things uh, this morning. And... Um, as, as with anyone who's sharing their story, we would just ask that you would extend uh, graciousness towards, towards them while they share and, um, and have a heart to listen, ears to hear, eyes to see, a heart that's open to receive God's word. Um, you, there could be points this morning where you have difficulty understanding, and that's okay. Um, just hang in there and, and stick with it. Steve has been working hard on this presentation for about three months now. And um, he, for about a year, and I've been meeting with Steve for about three months working on this. So he has put a ton of work in to this morning. So without, uh, without further ado, Steve, I want to invite you forward to come share your presentation. After Steve gives his presentation, I'll ask him a few questions um, at the end. So come on, can you welcome uh, Steve this morning? Well, good morning. All right, for those who are only I am Stephen Brock, and I would like to say thank you for thank you for coming out this morning to hear me speak this morning. I am here today to talk to you about self-advocating the autism community, and as an adult living with autism, this topic is important, especially important to me because I have many challenges, struggles, and challenges I face on a regular basis, and I had to advocate for myself. My hope is my hope is after this can help empower individuals, young and old, living with autism, as well as educate individuals about autism, so that the autism community can have ways to deal with and, or not face some of the several of the challenges I have faced in my life. I hope that after my presentation, you will have a better understanding about autism. What it, well, so what is autism? Autism is refers to the several conditions characterized by challenges with repetitive behaviors and movements or doing the same thing over and over. Some common behaviors of autism are wrapping of hands, pacing. I do I don't do a lot of pacing, but I when I talk in front of a lot of a group of people like this, I pace. It makes me sort of no nervous doing this. 
and they had to, and then also loud. There's also flat, loud chances among others with these behaviors. They like may look intense or severe. And then also, there's also there's also speech and communication. This this condition can be either be verbal or non-verbal. Some forms of this or 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 communication or non-verbal are words a general lack of verbal abilities or some symbols or non-verbal communication. Some are eye contact. I sometimes I can't. I gotta look down. It's hard for me to get to focus on it. If you ask me to look up, I will look at you. It might take me a minute to get, say, okay, Steve, look up. Packs, because some of you might not know what packs are. Packs are like pictures. They say that people who cannot who cannot talk at all. They say, okay, Steve, can you point? They the child. They didn't know what I know what they didn't know what this was at the time. Then they didn't know. Okay, Steve, can you point to this? And then, and then, and then I had to point to say, okay, Steve, what you want? And then they say, okay, Steve, can you point to me what you want? And then, and then, and then there's also body language. They, some people say they don't know what body language. I can briefly explain what body language is. Body language is a part of a person that can't communicate at all. They, they, say, they say, okay, Steve, can you slow down? Slow down. And there's, there's also socialization. People with autism may struggle with this. The form of age race, probably or, or rapid jealousy, or grip, or lack of awareness in a social environment. I usually go, when I usually do this, I ask many questions myself. Okay, Steve, do you have to do do this? Because it's hard for me, because many people want to socialize with people. It's hard for me to say, okay, is there anything you want to do, Steve, besides do this on a, on a daily basis? No. This is, this is what God is calling me to do is a, is, a, is a living society person, living with a Christian and with a disability. Now, now we're not going to talk about repetitive behaviors. Repetitive behaviors are doing the same thing over and over. Some of the common behaviors of all times are rocking, flapping, or making everything. They also allow chesters one of our favorite. They also 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 common with people have the same interests or focus on their same interests. And they also have the same, they make specific, have the same specific s- issues and the sense to loud noises, throw fuels of chinner chesters, foods. There may be certain foods. I'm a big, I love sausage. I can eat sausage any, any three days a week or five, seven days a week for my, every meal. What kind of sausage? Sausage. sausage. Even, even, th- even those characteristics are common with those with people. It is important to remember that no two people are like, like the, me, me, me and DJ, DJ just doesn't learn about autism. I've been diagnosed with autism when I was in grade school. I didn't know what autism, when we out of school, I've been out of school almost 20, over 20 years since I've been out of high school. Because they didn't know, and they, they didn't know what to do with me. Because when I was in school, I was a learning support program all during grade school. When I had through my school and high school year, my senior year in high school, I went through about seven different learning support teachers because they didn't know what to do. And then, yeah, and then they were put me. They would come in the learning support program, or put me mainstream with the, my classmates. And my my entire senior yearbook, there's only one picture in my yearbook, and that's my senior yearbook. And I don't, I didn't bring it with me because I'm afraid to show my senior picture to you guys today. I want to talk to you about the growth of autism and the increase of autism diagnosis. Most children will be diagnosed with autism this year more than AIDS, diabetes, and cancer combined. It's, it's, like I said, it's been, it's been affected more than 3 million. And they're hoping by this, I just read something something last week. They're saying 
by the year 2018, 2019, more than 3 million, I will repeat that, 3 million people will be diagnosed with autism here in the United States. More than 100 people are diagnosed with autism every day here in the United States. Autism is the fastest growing development disability here in the United States. I have talked to you more about the growth of our autism than many challenges people with autism has faced. Now I would like to talk to you about the about the you about the, some of the positive causes that you can be attributed to having autism. Like I said, one male, that's me, one male out of forty-two, I repeat, forty-two people with all males will be diagnosed with autism every day. And one female out of one hundred and eighty-nine females are diagnosed with autism here in the United States. Also, many people with an autism diagnosis are average to be happy of, have above average intelligence. Like I said, when I was in school, they didn't know what a primary, I have an above, I have, I have an IQ. I, mean, I might have, I might have an I, I have an I, I have an IQ, but I do. In fact, 44% of children or or people with autism are considered to have average or below average IQ. Additionally, ten percent of children with autism are considered service savage. Now I have a question for you. If you can raise your hands, how many of you, you know what a savage is? Well, let me. If you say know my seven, I'll screen you where it where it is. A savage is someone with a very knowledge bright and, and bright and fair intelligence. When I was in school, I was bright in math. I was mainstream every year for math and, and everything. Now, and then now, I, and there's certain I had struggled with when I was in school. I was science, I struggled with. But then, then now, if you can see for kids now, they might have IQ, uh, like they know everything about most about sports. I don't know much about sports. I just watched it on TV. Now, also, 20% of children of all people with autism will have enlarged brains as far as infants. You, woman, you may, you might not know, you might not, you might not know if you're, when your child was born, you're, you're diagnosed with, your child's going to be diagnosed with autism to today, these days. You might have to go through the test, you might have to figure out, okay, what is my child's strength and weaknesses growing up if I know I'm getting older and everything. As some of you, someone going over autism, they're having many challenges in technology, education, support, and awareness. That, 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 that they have changed the way autism is viewed and addressed today. Back when I was in school, there's a, like I said earlier, there wasn't such a thing as autism. I, mean, I, was, I was diagnosed with having learning disability and everything. There was only, there was only, there was less than, there was less than asking because when I was in school, I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to become a diver when I wanted, I wanted to go out for the diving team when I was in school. But the, the, the school on Jay Roberts, who were going Jay, wouldn't let I go out for any sports and everything. And now there's more, there's more of a chance for children to learn outside the autism classroom. Now I have, now I have a question for you. How many of you 
people have seen an autism sign, flyer, banner, ribbon that has autism awareness on it. That's a lot of you. Thank you. If you go, if you don't know, if you don't, you don't know where it's, go down through wars for take. Go down through wars for the autism signs everywhere on the banners on everywhere with, with, with April being autism awareness month and everything. What did now? What now? What does autism awareness mean? Can somebody explain to me you know, briefly what does autism awareness mean to all of you? Some of you. So Steve's asking if anyone wants to. To answer, just shout it out. What does autism awareness mean to you? Yes. Go ahead. Correct. True. Anyone else? I noticed that. Uh, oh, you're going to give me the microphone. <laughs> I noticed that a lot of the things that you say that you struggle with, I struggle with. Now, 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 I want to thank you for all you sharing that your testimony for me, what you said for autism awareness with me today. Now, I'm going to explain to you what, for those who do not know about what autism awareness is, I'm going to explain to you what it is. Autism awareness is the understanding and acceptance of the classes and give them the aid that they need to focus on support and needs. Now, I'm going to talk to you, Horn, this on the right slide here. Now I'm going to talk about support and home in the committee. Like I said, when I was in school, there was no support for me going to come to my house to help me with certain topics. And there, and there was Steve. Are we on the right slide, or do you want do you want the next slide? Yeah, well, you're right one on the bottom. Okay. When I was in school, there was no support coming to my house to help me with certain topics. When I, when when now there are programs and supports that can help you outside of school. School. Some of the services that are out there for people with the autism are occupational therapy, speech therapy, physical therapy, tutoring or homework, and even committee based support if needed. This increase in services outside of school has helped children with autism develop in certain areas with the help of qualified staff in a, in a convenient way. Now I'm going to talk to you about after high school. After high school, I had I didn't know what resources were out there for me having a disability and didn't know what autism was at the time. 
I had a disability or autism in the research referring limited. I wanted to went to four different schools or universities to get my education. I wanted to go to college to, to prove to myself and I wanted to prove to my parents I wanted to get an education outside of high school and even have a disability. I wanted to get my degree in accounting, which is, was not easy at the time. I told each school after I got out, out, I got accepted and went to hear about my disability and I wanted to prove to my job that I could get an education out of high school. I received poor grades and had a very difficult learning and accurately communicated to the people at the school or university about my disability. After I communicated because of my disability and autism, the schools were unable to give me the help I needed to continue my education. So that after I got kicked out, after my attempt I get to continue my education, I focused my attempt on getting a job. I found an organization that works for people who are on the autism spectrum or have a disability called OVR. Oh, oh, I'm going to speak to what OVR is missing is what they do. OVR works for people, all different people with disabilities. I have, they, have, they help people who want to focus on a job and everything. Now I'm going to bring you a brief read what their mission is. They help people with disabilities to secure and maintain competitive and create an appointment. They also provide and devise vocational rehabilitation services to help people with disabilities to prepare for or maintain for or find or maintain jobs. Also OVR never. They also they they also provide services from career training, average if they testing, counseling, placement training, and direct support. They, they also help me find the OVR helped me find jobs that would interest me or pursue in my interest because of my disability. They allowed me to find a true meaning to find myself. Like like I said earlier, like I said earlier, about one third, that's only if you can do that do the math, it's like thirty-three percent of adults of these days who want to continue their education outside of autism. But I wouldn't continue my education. I am in that category. Like I said earlier, I attended different colleges, but was unable to stay in college because I had a hard time keeping up with the curriculum of each class. I was able to keep four different, different jobs, especially running my own business. I always had a job service that worked with people with disabilities to help find jobs. Unfortunately, not, not all the individuals have been as fortunate as I have for finding jobs. Getting jobs is important finding jobs. Against jobs, there are a number of services that help individuals with autism with appointments such as OVR. But the numbers of people with autism have gotten a job in Gordon School at the school. They've gotten for the rate, so it's a very slow rate. But it's improving by a very slow rate. But there, but, but there is a large difference in the number of people working with disabilities as they as I approach, as approach working with uh, disabilities, the good news is there are more support in towards agencies that work with people with disabilities or autism. Like I said, there is I, there's an agency I'm working with right now that I'm working. I do these presentations, doing presentations for in a couple of weeks that, that that works with people who want to learn, who want to get a job, and learn from my experience.
Okay. Here, here are a few examples of things I have that have, that have changed that all tends to become more common. Compared to when I was younger, things have gotten better for people with autism. There are more services offered. I have, I have already, like I said, I talked about autism with services with appointment in school, but now I'm talking about later when I was, there, there were many opportunities that I achieved through different services. Different classes for different needs. They said they, and, and like I said, I know for a fact, one school district grant here, they offer, they go to different, like, different classes for people who have disabilities. I remember people only only one on one, I need more time to get take a test. And then there's an also an there's an also there's also an increasing awareness of helping create a more understanding and accepting culture that will make more interactions between people with disabilities without people in disabilities like school, work, or community. Some people with autism are afraid to drive. I'm not. I mean, when I first got my license, I can remember the day very well. When I went for my permit, it was snowing. I, I had to go all the way to the wedding. My dad told me, Steve, we're going somewhere. Soon. Okay, where are you taking me? Okay, you're going, we're going, you're going, you're going for your permit. And I can remember an amazing thing. I failed my permit the first time. I had to read the book over and over and over again to make sure it was right. I was make sure I was reading the right book and everything. And then I said to my dad, son, Dad, I think I'm ready. And then I passed my permit on the second time and everything. And then he told me, and then he, we did a lot of research trying to find a driving school to find me that would work with me. I, he didn't know I even had autism. I just went, it was just to make sure I had to learn everything. And then first, and then after going to driving school for first like six months, I went to back and forth, figure out, okay, Steve, are you, are you ready? And then I feel, I, first time I took my driving Fair power parking. Me too. <laughs> and and then, then then this, and then t- sitting there three four months went by. You know, you're like you're, you're like some of you like, like certain amount of attempts to pass to get your driver's license. And then they told me they told me went back out on the road, trusted more driving. School went by. And then one so on so on went to school. And then. And then the second time I went back up the back about Malvern. That's where I that's where, where I had to go in my driver's school test. Second time, passed it. Flying colors. I, I tried to second time my, 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 who was behind the wheel, my who was behind the wheel who was instructed tonight. He said, I had never seen a driver drive so slow. <laughs> uh, I I I sometimes I have people say, Okay, Steve, why are you going so slow? I'm waiting. Why don't you jump? Say, I don't jump. For some reason, I don't jump. I don't want to wreck the car because the car I was driving was the instructor's car at the time. <laughs> now, like I said, like I said, now, like, like I said, there's better earlier diagnosis of autism to this day and everything. Now, there's a greater understanding of, uh, greater, more, uh, greater understanding of autism means with more answers and strategies that, that will work with people with autism. Like I said, when I was when I was in school, I didn't know what I didn't know what to do with driving school. Like I said, when I was in school, I didn't know where a driver car was. Like, then, like I said, there was no driving school, no car. And I had to take a driver's ed class my sophomore in high school and everything that day those days. 
Now I'm going to talk about the two different services that are, that are offered for people with adults with autism, who are diagnosed with autism. I'm going to briefly explain to both of them more. First is the autism, the autism, adult autism waiver stands for AAW, or the Adult Community Autism Program. The waiver is the waiver. Oh, don't talk down with me what the waiver does. The waiver is a home and community based program offered for Medicaid. It is designed to offer adults with adult 21 and over. Like I said, you, some of you might have young children who, who are dying, who they have to wait a few if I will, If you need more details, I have some details I, I can serve you outside out at the service. And, there's, there's, and they have no long-term services and supports for community living. They also help people, adults, with ADHD join in their communities in a way they want to, based on their identified needs. Currently, there are plans to serve 200, I'll repeat that, 200 people with autism, female and female. The waiver capacity may increase at the bus and in the waiver services or available state right here in this year in Pennsylvania. There you go. Now I'm gonna talk about the about ACAB and everything, what they do. ACAB is not a waiver. Rather it's a managed core program that is integrated model care that provides physical, mental behavior, and community services to adults with adult autism. I never received services for waiver because when I first knew I was diagnosed with autism, I tried to get in the waiver, but the list was so Long, maybe about maybe about 45 pages long to get in the waiver. Then the tape, and then my friend who I'm still friends with to this day told me about ACAP and everything. She told me they only, she told me the pages they felt, and I told me it was like about seven pages at the time to fill the paperwork. We talk, let me think for a second here. I think it took us four, four or five sessions to get the paperwork done to join me during ACAP. It's easy because they don't. Like I said, the ACAP is not a waiver. Rather, it's a managed care program that is in the Maryland of care that provides. ACAP provides physical community services to them. I never received. I've been rolling with ACAP for six years. ACAP offers services for people who have been diagnosed in the, these following counties. And it's the only four counties they serve Chester, Dolphin, Lancaster. In Cumberland counties, they, ACAP has helped me to achieve an appointment, insurance, doctors, appointments, and the different struggles in my life. And the struggles that have taken place in my life. Yep. Now, here's the demo. I'm going to talk to you about briefly both, both, both ACAP and the waiver does. Some of you may not have a question for you. Some of you types may have behavior support means to you. Steve would like you to um, volunteer, if you'd like to say, what, what does behavioral support mean to you when you hear that phrase? Yeah, that's true. 
Anyone else? Now, um, for those that do not know what Baby Soft Screens, Baby what it was, like I said, my friend and the lady and Soft Screens, what it was, I'll you both what it is. Behavior support is, is here to help or help people with autism develop a plan to, and help them achieve goals. And even they, just, they might have individualized goals they want to work on. Like I said, one of my goals is I, I, I want to be able to move on my, on my own. I still live on my I'm 37. Some of you have not know. 37 years do not live with their parents. I, some of you might not know. I still live with my parents. And it's, very, it's hard the money I make. I work a part-time job and everything. And I still... Than my parents, because I I like I love my parents and everything to this today, and, and all the challenges we face on a daily basis. Now, can somebody? Now I'm going to bring you a community inclusion. Inclusion is this. This is a, this is inclusion is, is a setting to help build skills, develop relationships, and provide a meaning life to people with autism or disability. Like I say, I have a problem doing this. This this is one of my weaknesses, because I never I went when I was in school. I wanted to go to my senior prom so bad. I wanted to, I proved to myself I can start, I wanted to, but I was never asked. I was, I wanted to, I was, I, I mean, my time, I had never been out on a date before. Never asked. And I'm hoping, that's one thing I'm hoping to do. That's one of my goals this year is to start dating. Now, habitation is, some of you know what habitation is. Habitation is a service that is provided to help people work with autism that work on goals with the behavioral health, with a BHS. Everything. And it's gonna, uh, can somebody tell me what a BHS stands for briefly before I go in detail? Now, they also have job development and support and appointment. Both, involve both these, both waiver and ACAP house people of all to find jobs. And then they also, their needs on, the, then they have the, the help that they need on the job and everything. Now, respite is a, respite is also a service provided for individuals who are unable to take care of their basic needs. These services are not intended to work on goals like habitation, but to ensure the individual's safety at all times. And also, there's also therapies, all kinds of like, therapy, like occupational therapy, speech therapy, and everything. And also for family training and counseling. Now I'm going to talk about the, what I'm seeing is the future of autism going forward in the next five, six years. Autism is growing, and participants have said people are diagnosed with autism. With autism or they're, or they're, there are more programs for families with children with autism, job opportunities, more support in schools, and there's a greater awareness surrounding autism than ever before. This has caused an increase in services, programs, and knowledge. All right, this is Stephen Soar. Stephen Soar is a very one of my role models of autism. Stephen Soar is diagnosed with autism and everything. I met. I met Stephen a couple of years ago at a class he, I mean, he did a couple of years ago at a training. I never got to speak to him about, about autism and all the world, but he has written some autism books. But if you go on Amazon.com, if you type Stephen's store, he has written some fantastic books. I ain't bringing my, his books with me today. But if you, just, if you go on his web, but if you do go on Amazon.com, just type his name in, you'll just find everything about him. I met him last year at June of 2017 at the Pennsylvania Autism Training Conference in Lancaster, which I wish I sold my copy of my book, which I have out front, which I'll talk about in a minute, everything. Stephen wanted to show a, a video of his a friend Steve sharing. Steve Store. Steve Store, yeah. Um, so what we'll probably do is email that link out so people can watch it.
Now I'm gonna finally, I'm gonna finally summarize what I've been talking about the last couple of minutes with you guys today. One, one is safe children are diagnosed with autism. It has come a long way in the last 25 years. Change is coming for the good for all to people with autism. And I want to continue. And I also want to continue my awareness to help parents, family members who are, who are done with autism. As you can, as you can see, work can can be a commerce. I decided to write my own book about all my struggles starting school and needing to be diagnosed with autism, which took me two and a half years to write and another two and a half years to edit with a publisher who has experience writing their own books dealing with autism. I have so caught up at different conferences I have attended, and I am hoping to have my next autobiography done by 2020 or 2021 because it takes a lot, of t- lot to take in to be a writer, advocate, and learn from different people to have more experience than I do. So I want to say thank you for coming out. This would recruit. This would recruit my presentation. I want to say thank you for coming out. I hope you learned some. Are there any questions or comments? Let's uh, thank Steve together. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's go sit down on these chairs over here. All right, I'm just going to ask Steve a couple questions here before Byron gives his response. And these are more personal. Um, Steve, you did an, an amazing job sharing with us about autism this morning and sharing some of the statistics and things like that. Um, can you tell us what it's, what's it like to be a part of Parker Ford Church and have autism? Um, do, you feel, do you feel included? Do you feel lonely? What's it, what's it like for you? It's, it's kind of an embarrassment because... There are a lot of people I used to I used to look up to have moved on because have moved have moved on and have moved out of the area. There's no people I used to communicate with. Or have, don't don't I don't talk to you on a regular basis. And I, I'm, I'm hoping to have people friends to hang out there my age and everything these days. Yeah. So so um, Steve was saying that he's really looking for friends. Um, Steve's been a part of Parker Ford Church for a long time, and Parker Ford Church has gone through a lot of changes, especially over the last five years, and many of his friends that he grew up with have left. And so Steve doesn't have the same comfort level at church that he once had. So one of the things that we're doing is each week I try to introduce him to someone in the body to make a new friend. So if you don't know Steve very well, but you'd like to, um, something that that he would appreciate is if you would just come say hi to him and and introduce introduce yourself. So say your name and and um, and talk. So how how would it be helpful for someone to introduce themselves to you? Uh, I would say your name and tell me a little about yourself and then tell me and then what if you're, what your interests or you like to know if you like to know, okay you like to get together sometimes you know, talk on the phone like once a week or once a month or something so no I know who you are so I can say in communication with the, with the human body yeah Steve's just like anyone else he wants friends who are willing to listen to him and to take value in him and to spend time with him just like you or I would um, in, in the same way so one last thing Steve before I call Byron up because I just think this is really cool you love bowling can you tell us what your high score is 289. Yeah. <laughs> 289. I I've never sniffed 289 before. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're not going. And and Steve loves to bowl. Actually next weekend he'll be traveling to a bowling tournament, correct? 
Yeah, where where's that tournament Limerick, taking Limerick, place? Limerick down in Limerick. Nice. So may, maybe uh, a, a good activity for someone to do with you sometime is, would be to go bowling mm -hmm. with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's – and I, I'll, I'll take that laugh as, as from, <coughs> from the Holy Spirit. It, it's actually very good for us to learn from Steve, not, not just the other way around. So, so to join him in bowling – uh, to get a lesson from him would would be actually a very valuable thing, not only for Steve but but for for each of us. So, uh, don't let his uh, excellence in that scare you off. And don't do and don't let my disability prove to you you can't prove it. Like I say, when I first started bowling, I couldn't. Like I know a lot of people can't keep the ball in the lane. I've seen it before many times. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty common, I think. All right, uh, Byron. I want to uh, call you up, and can you share your reflections and whatever scripture the Lord put on your heart, and then we'll we'll pray for Steve this morning. Excuse me, I have a bit of a problem with some uh, chest congestion, so I might cough once in a while. Uh, the the uh, scripture that I came up with with Steve was Exodus 4.10. Moses has just finished talking to God in the burning bush. And God says to him, I want you to go to Egypt, talk to Pharaoh, let my people go. And he said, but, Lord, I don't have very good speech. I'm slow. It's inarticulate. I can't go. God didn't stop there. He said, you're gone. I'll even send you a mouthpiece, but unfortunately the mouthpiece didn't do as much talking as Moses did. But by the same token, we just listened to Steve. I looked around the room while I was listening to him. Everybody was focused. Nobody was fidgeting around or anything like that. They were all focused on Steve. One of the reasons is Steve's hard to understand. I talk to Steve a fair amount on the phone. He's better on the phone than he is speaking in person. If I'm, I'm getting better, slowly getting better. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but one of the reasons is he speaks slower. But even so, I have to concentrate very hard to understand what he's saying. And what I got here was, even though all these programs we have, Steve grew, unfortunately grew up when the programs weren't available. Now that the programs are available, they're more available for school-aged children than adults. Adults do not get the support they need, even the newer ones. One of the big things I see lacking in all those is lack of training for employers who employ autistic people. Steve has problems with employment. A lot of times it's more they don't take the time to listen, they don't take the time to understand. He needs a little extra help. When God speaks to us, are we too busy? Are we running around going crazy doing everything else? Or are we taking time out like this morning to concentrate on what he's saying, whether it's while we read the Bible or just a quiet time when we can listen. Because the biggest problem is we're all busy. 
we got 99 things to do. However, God says, be still and know that I am the Lord. When you're talking to someone like Steve, they may not have the, the speech problems that he does, but they may not understand or they may ramble. You have to concentrate, listen to what they say, and then you can speak back and forth. And that, <coughs> excuse me, that goes no matter what. I have seen so many times, and unfortunately I have a hearing problem along with everything else, but when people speak, I think I hear what they say. And then my wife says, that's not what they said. <laughs> but that's exactly what happens. Even though I'm concentrating, I may not get it. But the thing is, we all need to know that everybody around us, no matter what reason, has some sort of disability. It may be that they talk too fast. It may be that they have a speech impediment. Intelligence has nothing to do with it, but we need to concentrate and listen to those people, listen to each other, but primarily we need to listen to the Lord because he will speak and he will give us the information and the messages that we need to get by every day. Can I, can I add something to that? When I first started this, I started, I was just a co-advocate at the ARC and everything, because I didn't, there, there, there was an autism program, and I, had, I helped the autism specialist, I came up there one day and say, Kathy, can I help you with this? He said, yeah, okay, yes you can. And then we went, we traveled around the side of the state and we traveling and everything, and then we went, went back and forth each day and say, okay, we say, do we want to make this change? Do we want to make, okay, do we, do we add this? Then we went to travel, and okay. Then one night we went down at seven o'clock at night. Some of you might not know downtown Philly is not easy at seven o'clock on a weeknight. <laughs> and everything. And we went. We had a we had a presentation, and we had people waiting for us. By the time we got home, we we got back from the ark. It was two thirty in the morning. I had to be up. And I spent the night there. It was not easy at the time. So um, Steve reminded me. Uh, he the autobiography that he wrote and self-published is available out there and um, the to cover publishing costs for him because he paid for it himself it's uh, a five dollar so if you'd like to buy one for five dollars um, Steve has copies out in the lobby and if you'd like to donate more because he's writing his next book um, he would accept a larger do donation than five dollars uh, for the copy. The, la the last thing um, before we pray for you, Steve, I just want to remind us that um, in the kingdom of God, he flipped the tables on what is valuable. So it's no longer uh, IQ. It's no longer how much money you have. It's no longer um, how much you accomplish. What creates value in the kingdom of God is the blood of Christ and the image of God. And so as God looks upon us today, um, he values Steve the same as he values any other person. Um, and so we need to, to value our brother the same. So let's join in. I invite you to extend a hand of blessing towards Steve, and let's pray for him. Father, we thank you so much um, for our brother, and we thank you for teaching us through him um, about you today. I pray that each person here would understand um, the struggles of autism a little bit better, 
um, and that we would understand Steve a little bit better because of today. Um, and even more than that, God, that we would understand you and, and how you're working and what you're doing. And we understand, God, even the statistics gave witness to it that um, every minute of the day there, there are children being born with autism that are going to um, struggle through uh, school and, and um, employment and relationships. And, God, we would just pray for Parker Ford Church that we would be a body that embraces um, those with disabilities um, and struggles, that, that we would be proactive in our care for individuals, and that we would recognize that there's <laughs> Uh, we're certainly not better than anyone, um, but in fact that in your eyes uh, you value us all um, because we bear your image. Specifically, we bless Steve. Pray for that word from Byron. That's a good word from Exodus 4, just that Steve would know that it's your spirit that empowers him. And as he prepares to give this presentation in the future to others, we pray that you would be with him, helping him develop it and refine it and uh, continuing to be a blessing to others. Um, who uh, can learn from his experience. We bless our brother. We thank you for him, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.